Welcome to Don't Quit Your Day Job Podcast. I'm excited to bring you the first ever episode. Uh, I can't believe that I'm actually doing this. This feels very weird to be speaking into a microphone by myself. I like talking to people a little bit better, but uh, so excited nonetheless. I wanted to start off the episode by definitely thanking everybody that reached out and support and backed me up on this journey that uh, I'm starting right now. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I definitely have had it in my mind, but never really uh, just started up and did it. So now here I am. I want to have some fun with it. I want to have a good time, laugh with everybody that listens, uh, have some critiques, all of that good stuff. So if you reached out, thank you again. The layout of the podcast is going to be usually two uploads a week. I want to do Tuesdays will be stuff like that we're doing now, which is random topics and anything and everything. And then Fridays uh, will most likely be mostly a sports theme episode. I wanted to keep those two separate to make it easier for everybody to listen to what they want to listen to, as I definitely have two different audiences uh, for those two things. And so I want to make sure you're not having to skip through episodes and, and click through things, make it as easy as possible to just one, you know, you're listening to one episode and sports keep it uh, for the other audience and, and have them listen to that one. So I'm excited to get this uh, first topic. The one that I got most commonly asked, I would say, was uh, definitely by my coworkers was working with women in the office. And then a lot of you actually asked me about what's it like to be in an office. I want to start off with working with a lot of women in the office. I have a team of about 15 to 20, I want to say. I think I'm the only male besides my coworker, Sean. So because of that, it definitely creates a little bit different of a workplace. Procore is definitely high on having women in the workplace. And we actually have a lot of women that are high ups at Procore. Uh, They definitely focus on having women in leadership. We have our own line at Procore. You could say that it's women in construction that they're focusing on to get more women in the industry. And so they follow that with their hiring mechanics also. So that also kind of falls in line with how they hire. My team is, is very awesome. Uh, they're kind of like my my moms, if I, I feel like they could uh, allow me to say that. They would uh, definitely help me through a lot of times where I feel like I don't know what I'm doing when it comes down to benefits and stuff. I mean, I have zero idea. It's my first company job pretty much and, and a corporate job, I should say. So they definitely get a kick out of it when I ever have any dental or, or medical questions for them and or scheduling appointments and stuff. So to me, that's all. Stuff I don't know to them, they're pretty used to that. Having a team full of women, I think it definitely changes the way that you communicate. I'm a little more passive, I would say. And I think that's kind of the passive nature that makes for a really healthy working style. I think all of our communication is really good. When I speak with men at the office, I would say it's more egoic and more direct, I would say, of almost like two people trying to like run over each other and be controlling. Where I feel like with our team, a lot of the times our communication understanding is, is really good. Everyone's kind of just hoping to fix the problem as fast as possible. And the communication, like I said, is, is always really good. So it's something that I think definitely has to play a role with having more women uh, on our team. So I'm definitely grateful for that. I've always kind of gotten along with women, I would say, in my life a little bit easier. Just because they're just, I just feel like I get less argumentative. I'm more of like a respectful, nice person. I don't know. Maybe I'm just an idiot with males more often, but definitely definitely more passive uh, with women, I would say. 
I think the biggest thing moving on to being in an office for me was at least professionalism. I'm a very quirky and, and jubilant guy that likes to really mess around. So I think being in an office, it's tough to be your full self without acting like an idiot. You know, I, I like to make jokes and be loud. Sometimes I'll catch myself like, I don't think I should be doing this in an office. And even my coworkers look at me and be like, what is this guy doing? Like I'm running around playing with a soccer ball, with a dog, like laughing and making loud noises. Like it's just supposed to be a nice, quiet, peaceful workplace. And I'm just running around distracting everybody. So I'm like the little kid of the office. I feel like I definitely bring some fun and, and humor to the office and kind of try to make everybody in a better mood. I like to think of myself as kind of the glue that, that keeps everybody together in the office and, and try to make the mood a lot better and not so serious. Some people can definitely take that the wrong way, like your leaders and stuff. They just don't think you're serious, and that means you can't leave. But I definitely think you can you can leave with the more passive and funny approach to things. But it definitely makes it harder to be direct in certain areas and feels kind of weird when you're kind of always laughing. And then you're direct with somebody. They kind of take you as a jokester or like you're not being serious all the time. So it's definitely a fine line, I would say. I've had to learn how to kind of act more mature than I am for my age. I think... Being 25, I work with a lot of people that are a lot older than me. But to the coworkers that are listening, you're not old. I swear I'm not saying you're old. I'm saying that I'm young and not mature at all. So I try to keep things to myself that I'm like, yep, don't say it, Jacob. Do not say that. It's going to not go off the right way. So I try to catch myself and not be immature and try to try to basically fake it till I make it be as mature as possible. Uh, but it is hard sometimes. I am who I am, and I, and I try to not really hide it as much as possible. I think another thing that I've learned is that age really doesn't matter. I think I've really gained the respect of all my peers. I have a lot of people on my team that come to me and ask me questions and, and use me as a really valuable resource. And I think at some points it definitely feels weird being so young to be like a voice of reason or, or answering a solution or a question to somebody. Because I feel like the natural thought in everybody's head is kind of that age comes with wisdom so that if you're older than somebody, you kind of just know more. So it definitely feels weird sometimes answering questions with people that are older uh, than me. Again, doesn't make you old, but you are older than me. And I think your work ethic really shows that. I think I've proven myself at where I'm at. I work my butt off and really try to try to help everybody around me as much as possible. And try to be the best team player I can. I think people see that and then they respect that. So I don't think age matters. If you ever get into a company and you show your work ethic, I think that will show more than your age. And you'll grow faster that way. The next biggest thing I feel like for being in an office and just in general with working in a company is just negotiation. Uh, there's a lot of you that have heard me say negotiation probably 500 million times. You get tired of me saying it. But I always say this to everybody. Be able to negotiate. I think if you aren't able to negotiate, companies' jobs are to get you for as cheap as possible. They don't want to pay you what you're worth. They want to get you as cheap as possible because that's they're trying to make the most money. It's very simple. And if you know your worth and able to step in there and really negotiate that worth and prove them and stand up for yourself, not only are you gaining the respect of your, your peers and your manager or your supervisor, you're also going to get what you're worth because they're going to have no other choice really once you step into that office and say what you want. Most of the time it works out. It's very scary. It's not like easy, like, oh, just walk in and here I am. I want more money. You definitely have to come back with it with numbers and some examples of how you're benefiting the business. If you're saving them money, what you do on a day-to-day -day basis, because not everything you do will be seen. That's just a fact of the matter. You've got to really over-communicate with your supervisors, supervisors 
or your leaders and make sure that they know what's going on. So that's usually the first thing that I tell people is be able to negotiate. Otherwise, you will not get what you're worth. And then you end up won't be happy, won't be happy at your job. It's just fact of the matter that if you're not making what you think you're worth, you're not going to be happy. Also, I don't think you should take any job that just shows up to you. I think company culture is so huge. Procore bleeds company culture, and that's all they talk about and try to really instill it in the company, and it works. I mean, we have dogs everywhere. People are very respectful, and they hire off of their culture. I think if you go to a place that's a really cool place and has a good culture, you're going to like your job that much more, and it makes you want to do an even better job. And especially having good coworkers always helps. I loved going to the office. I had to wake up at 6 o'clock every morning just to go to Carpinteria. But I love going there because I would see my coworkers and they actually became good friends of mine. And when I left to go to San Diego, where I'm at right now, we all went and got drinks and we actually have a built-in friendship outside of work. So it's really cool to be able to balance those two of having a friendship and a coworker and being able to really support each other. That's the one thing is I have at least four or five coworkers that are close to me that really always support me. Crystal and Chelsea are definitely my closest. Shout out Crystal and Chelsea. They always have supported me, have always been there for me, and have been like a helping hand to me and really helped me grow and, and inspire me, I would say. And even with this, shout out again to Chelsea. She actually gave me the name of this podcast. She just randomly said, don't quit your day job, and it just stuck in my head. As soon as I heard it, I was like, that's really a good play on words. I have a day job. I'm definitely not going to quit my day job to start a podcast, but I can do both simultaneously. And so I think you should definitely keep your day job while you're podcasting. It's not just something that's going to blow up overnight. So thank you again, Chelsea, for the name. And yeah, I think company culture, negotiate, be professional, but your age does not matter. Your work ethic does. And if you work your butt off, you will be seen. I really recommend getting into a good company if you're going to do it and just have some fun with it. Don't be nervous. You get to really network and grow. And I, I, I look forward to any of you reaching out and telling me about your experience with companies or your culture, or if you like your job, you hate your job. Uh, I always love to hear those experiences. So reach out to me in the DMs. Let me know what you think. And I look forward to it. The second topic that I got the most, and I feel like a lot of you were trolling me, is cooking. Because I feel like if any of you know me, you know I can't cook a damn thing. There's nothing that I can cook, and I watch everybody else cook. I swear that I want to learn how to cook meats. I want to learn how to cook all this stuff. My go-to is like eggs, bacon, and hash browns. And it's like frozen hash browns from Trader Joe's. Bacon, I just learned how to do a different way. And it's been going a lot better. But breakfast is the only thing I can really make. And it's so simple. You want me to cook a meat? Basically, I don't think I have the confidence to do it. I want to learn how to do it. But I, I love to eat, but I cannot cook. So that's one thing I've buckled this. We're trying to get better at cooking. All my friends make fun of me because I can't cook and give me crap for it. I can't cook. So if you want to know what meals I make, it's strictly breakfast. I've been making a lot of oatmeal lately too, which is very hard to make. Put the oats in, the hot water, and it takes a little bit of time. So those two things right now are what I'm doing. And DoorDash is like my best friend. I think DoorDash should sponsor me. That should be my first ever sponsor because I've spent so much money on DoorDash because I'm just lazy. That's just kind of like the, the easiest way around it. It comes out of laziness and I can't cook. And I, I only cook when I'm hungry. So like, I don't plan ahead. I'm not like, hey, I'll be hungry at six o'clock. I should maybe start cooking at four or five o'clock. I'm like, I'm hungry now. I need food now. That sounds like I'm throwing a tantrum right now, like I'm a teenager. But so DoorDash is like, hey, I'll be here in like 30 minutes. Perfect. I don't have to do anything. I sit on my butt and I do whatever. So DoorDash, come holler at me, sponsor me because I use you all the time and we can maybe make a deal or something like that. 
So breakfast foods are definitely my go-to. I feel like for people that are good at cooking, tell me if I'm wrong here. I feel like anything that you cook is the best thing on the planet. I can cook something that's so basic, I said, even oatmeal. And it's just better because I made it. I don't know why. I can make anything, and I think it tastes good. Maybe I'm just biased towards my own cooking, but that's what I'm trying to say. Is I think everybody's a little biased towards their own cooking. I think you know your palate the best and know what you like to eat. And I think that's why everything I cook, I think is good. And I guarantee you if somebody else tries it, they're not going to think it's good. So I usually don't cook for other people. Here and there I do, but most of the time I don't. So I try to stay away from the cooking aspect of it. I mean, maybe I'll start doing some cooking shows. Maybe I'll do some live videos of me whipping up some good food. But that, that won't be happening for a while. I told myself I'll do it. And it's just been, I've been lagging on it. I, I truthfully have been lagging on it. It's been something I've wanted to do. And I just haven't been doing it at all. So for the trolls out there that knew that I would answer this thing, I can't cook. Thank you. Now I'm exposed to everybody out there. But I will one day be able to cook. And I'm going to start posting it everywhere on social media. So all of you know that I'm starting to become a good cook. And then, hey, make you all jealous. I'm going to get the seasoning. I told myself I'm going to get a what is it? Cast iron skillet pan. Those things look legit. I just got to learn how to wash it. That'll take a quick little YouTube video. But I heard about all this, you know, putting the butter on it and sizzling it and all this other stuff with it. And I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm telling you, I'm going to start being able to cook steaks. I'm going to have a steak and mashed potatoes with some vegetable like and asparagus. And it's going to be the bombest thing ever. So look out for that. When I cook a steak, everybody will know about it. I promise you that. For the third topic that I got the most... This is definitely from a lot of my coworkers. I got about one or two other people, but as most of my coworkers, I know that they're curious on how I am outside of work. And so this is a very dangerous topic because I feel like if you got certain people on here, this could be, this could go really bad. It could be a roasting session. Definitely have made the best choices of all time. But the third topic that we got was dating Jacob Goble. It feels very weird to talk about myself. I'm not very good at it feels very odd but we're gonna make the most of it and kind of go over the, i guess the of course only the positive things that people can say because there's only positive right i think that's the only thing that we can all agree on not really if there was one thing that i feel like goes hand in hand with jacob Google and dating it's eating i love to eat even though i can't cook we went over that earlier i can't cook but i love to eat i end up spending a lot of money usually i like to go out and enjoy myself and eat places. My thing is I love getting multiple things with somebody. I'm somebody that really likes to try a lot of different foods. So when I go somewhere, I'm hoping that we're kind of on the same page of what we want to get that's different, but like we're all going to mix it up and mix it together. So like a good appetizer, two entrees, and then we kind of pick off it. The, the thing that I usually go off of is I like when they get a lot of food because that just means that the leftovers are going to be there. And if I date a girl that hates leftovers, I love that even more because that means that I just get the food anyway. So I'm paying for the food anyways, as a normal uh, date usually should go. I don't mind if women pay, but I usually like to pay. I think it's a nice gesture. And I love leftovers. So it's kind of a win-win. I go out. I'm already paying for the food. She gets to eat. She's full. She doesn't want the leftovers. So then I get the leftovers. So I get a meal for the next day. That is like a perfect scenario for me. I get to pick off of multiple plates, kind of try everything at once, and then I still get a meal for the next day. So that is a perfect scenario with me, with eating. I love happy hour. I, you can't beat a good happy hour. You know, I think Finney's out in Westlake is a place I used to always love to go to. They have great beer, 
great alcohol in general. I always get an old fashioned. Probably sound like an old man right there, but the old fashions are fire. I just get that with some buffalo cauliflower. Oh, those of you that have had that, you know right now how good that sounds. So the buffalo cauliflower is always a go-to. They're really good appetizers, and the pricing is always a lot better. So a good happy hour, I'll never miss. I always love to go to happy hours. Friday happy hours are the most fun thing for me. Dating equals eating, which I think could possibly be not a good thing for some people because they don't want to eat a lot. But when with me, we're going to eat a lot. So who cares? We're going to have a good time and be fat and happy. I think the second thing that is with dating me, and it's definitely a pain in the butt, is dealing with my late night gaming. I'm a gamer. I stay up till very late and play games. I'm a loud, obnoxious gamer. I usually yell things at people or my own teammates. I'm a very loud, obnoxious gamer. So if you're trying to sleep around me while I'm gaming, it's just a an agreed upon thing that's not going to happen. You're going to wake up at multiple different times and be like, what is he yelling at? Doesn't make sense. I'm telling some guy he sucks because I'm pissed off that I died in the shooter or I'm playing a sports game telling this guy he sucks or whatever it might be. I just get into it. I get really hyped up and pissed off. So they're always like, please shut up. But I can't. Like, it's just not in me. So, like, sometimes I'll catch myself halfway through. But it doesn't matter. The yelling already happened. She's already awake. And it doesn't usually go well. So the late night gaming, my girlfriends always hate sleeping over because they know I'm going to be yelling. They're like, Jacob, I can't sleep over. Like, you're yelling all the time. I can't deal with it. I can't get good sleep. And so I'm a night owl too. So that kind of goes hand in hand. So I'm not only like late, like late night gaming is not 9 p.m. I'm up to like two or three in the morning. You're sitting there, you're either watching me game, which is super boring, or you're going to be woken up to me yelling gaming. So usually once gaming gets involved, she usually leaves, which sucks, you know, but I totally get it because I wouldn't want to sit there and watch something I'm not interested in either, right? I mean, I think being in each other's company is awesome, but at some point you got to be like, okay, I'm bored. So either... I've gotten away with it a couple times where they'll bring over Netflix and stuff and watch their episodes and we're kind of just like vibing in the same area. That's cool. But if you're trying to sleep, uh, there's definitely, definitely no shot. So I think the, the learning how to deal with the gaming late at night and possibly not learning how to deal with it at all, just get the hell out of my way because I'm an idiot. The the third other thing I would say, which I said this is going to be positive. I don't even know why I put this in here. I said positive. I'm dissing myself right now. Uh, I know I'm going to say this, and I'm going to have some people nod in their head. I'm very stubborn. I'm a very stubborn person. Person, Coworkers, I know for a fact, you haven't really seen that side of me necessarily. I'm pretty passive at work. My close friends will be the first one to tell you that don't get into argument with Jacob because he does not stop. Something that does not end. It goes on forever. It's a marathon. So my stubbornness definitely gets the best of me. I'm very driven too, which can come, sometimes come off as a negative thing. I kind of push people, but sometimes you push people too far. You have to kind of let them do their own thing. So I'm trying to learn how to allow my significant other to grow on their own without me having to put my two cents in. Like sometimes you just got to shut up and not say anything. But I'm somebody that doesn't shut up. I always put my two cents in. So it's like sometimes less is more with speaking and just let them do their thing. It's like a controlling thing, right? And I think I was very like controlling, not in the way I'm trying to control you, but I'm trying to give you the best outcome and help you get there. But that's just something for you to learn. And be able to do on your own. I don't think if, if I'm helping you do it or doing it for you, that benefits nobody. So it's something I've had to learn is that my I, I can be driven on my own and hope that the person next to me is driven, but I can't make them do something or, or just let I let them learn on their own. The stubbornness definitely gets me in a lot of arguments. And then that hand in hand used to go with me um, 
definitely not backing down and never apologizing. So I had to get really a lot better at apologizing and then being sincere, right? You can't just be like, oh yeah, sorry. We all know right now that's going to cause even more of a fight. They're like, no, you're not sorry. So I had to really get better at apologizing. I'm still not that good at it. I'm trying to get better at it. I know I have some exes out there that are for sure not in their head. Like, yeah, you suck at apologizing. I get it. I apologize right now. That's the best I can really do. Even that was a shitty apology. Like, I just apologized to everybody right now, and it was a shitty apology. So what else can I do? I got to get better at apologizing. It smooths things over better, and maybe just stop being so damn stubborn, and I won't get in the arguments, right? But right now, better at apologizing. Do that. So I would like to say dating me is great, but I think, I don't know. Maybe I can do like a, a review system. Like I'll put out a poll on DM, on DM, jeez, on Instagram uh, story. And I'll let people talk about it and like put a post up and then they can tell me. And I'll be like anonymous, right? That's a very dangerous thing to do though. I feel like if that goes negatively, it looks horrible on me. And then I'm just negatively marketing myself. So might do that, might not. I don't, I don't think that that could go either really good or really bad. So I think dating is great, but I would leave it up to the people. Those are kind of the three main things that would go with dating with me. Yeah, I just like to have fun. I'm a joke around person. I think a fourth thing actually that I should have thrown in, and well, I'm going to throw in, not that I should have, is I mess around a lot, which is great, right? It makes it really light. But a lot of the times I have problems where I can sometimes take it too far and I'll mess around too much, right? So I, it's not I start pissing you off. And then I don't like, when people get angry, it kind of like gets me like to want to do it more. It's such a bad, it's so bad. It's such a bad thing to do, but it gets me to like, want to mess with you more. So it's a very negative thing that I'm constantly just getting more angry. And then they explode. I'm like, oh, oops. And then it's too late. The bomb already went off. The damage is done. And now I'm like, got somebody really pissed off. That'll be the other thing. I mess around a lot. I just got to learn how to kind of tame it down and, and taper it and make sure that it's not going too far. But I love to have a good time and joke around and, and mess around. I'm very lighthearted and, and I like to have fun with that that kind of stuff. The fourth question that I got that I was very curious to see, and it really made me think. And the person that asked me, I never thought, I feel like you're joking around with the person that asked me, because I've never seen you asking me this question. By the way, when you, when you send me questions, DM me and let me know if you want me to use your name or not. I don't want to use your name or throw it out there. If you want to be anonymous or if you want people to know that you're asking me a question because you don't care, like, let me know. So for this one, uh, it was what I want to be remembered for when I die. And it really made me think of like, what do I, you know, what is my goal, my passion in life? What am I going towards, right? I feel like kind of, I just live so day to day and free that I'm never thinking of like, now I'm just starting to think that I want a podcast and I'm streaming and doing my own thing and controlling my own destiny finally. So it's kind of weird now to kind of, as we get older to, to what you want to be remembered for when you die, right? I think the only time I usually think of it is when I get like those, 11 or 12 p.m. midnight, right? Or 12 a.m. I should say. Midnight, uh, scary death thoughts. We know we all have those. We're just laying in bed and you're like, one day I'm going to be dead. And then you just start getting super scared. You got the goosebumps. You're like tripping out on yourself because that's all you can think about. One day I'm going to be dead. And it's just terrifying that like we won't be here all the time. So it's never like a 5 p.m. Like you're just chilling, having a beer, like drinking. It's always like you're laying in bed in the dark. And it just pops in your head. I'm like, okay, I got to go to bed. Once I get this thought, I know, Jacob, it's time to go to bed. You get the weird, scary, the scary death thoughts now. So I think that's the only time I try to think of what I'd be remembered for is when I think about death at night is when 
I want to be somebody that definitely makes change for people. That's kind of like my low bar. I think everybody can say they want to make good change for the world, right? But I think that's that's kind of hard. It's not hard to do, but I think it's easy to say, hard harder to do. You got to really be passionate and, and driven in, in certain areas and, and world issues and all that kind of stuff. I think just starting at a low bar, just impacting people's lives at first, and then kind of hoping that that maybe changes the world in, in essence is kind of my goal. I want to I want to be good with people. I love having friends. I love socializing, which is why I'm doing this, right? I'm, it's a hobby of mine. I want to be able to interact with you. I want you to listen to this episode and reach back out to me. Tell me I sucked at it. Tell me I can do better. Push me, improve me, and just interact with you. I love socializing. I love people, and I, and I like to change people's lives if I can. Hopefully for the best usually and not for the worst. Being a good human is definitely the, the number one, which I think I'm, I'm trying to be, but I definitely can't say I'm always perfect. The other part is I definitely, I definitely want to have a family and have a, have a long standing family where I want to have my own kids. I want to be able to go through the phase of having grandkids, right? You want to go through the phase of, of multiple aspects of family. I'm a huge family person. When it comes to dating, this can tie into the dating topic. I'm huge with family. I like to get to know the parents and get very close to them and have that respect with them because I treat it like when you go into dating, you treat it like it's going to be the one. And that's going to be my parent-in-laws, right? And so I want to have a good connection with them. I don't want it to be like my parents hate their parents or I'm not cool with their parents. I think that's so toxic and so just not the right way to go about it. If it happens, it doesn't mean your relationship is wrong, by the way. I'm not judging anyway for that. And just for me, I'm a huge person with parents. And I want to get along with their parents. I want their parents or my girlfriend to get along with my parents. And that way it's just smooth, right? And so I want to have a family. My goal is to have, I would say, at least two kids. Three is probably closer. I think four will be pushing it. That just sounds like a lot of money. I love kids, but that sounds like a lot of money out of my pocket. The goal is, I think, three, two guys, and the last one, a daughter. If I have two, probably two dudes. I really, I mean, I'm cool with having a daughter. I think it'd be really awesome. But man, I, I don't know how guys do it. You gotta be so protective of all these other guys. And some of you are probably thinking act like me. And yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a tough task. But I think, I think I'd be a really good, what would it be a daughter's dad. I guess I don't know why I have so much trouble with that. A daughter's dad. So having my own family, and then. I definitely want to be somebody like right now when I'm creating my own work and, and kind of trying to start my own company. I want to be able to make change people like where I'm, I'm running my company right and I'm hiring people and I want to really change the way people are paid. I think Procore has a very good system and has treated me very well with wages. And I think it makes it so you want to do better for that that person, right? And I really want to change this aspect of, of how people are treated financially in corporations that like giving it the least possible and hoping that they give you the most. I think it's a very taxing system. That's why people hate their office jobs. I feel like it affects mental illness and depression. It's like people hate where they're at because they're just trying to get by and they need that money to live and you're just making it harder on them. So I get that there's a definitely a double side to it and that people have to negotiate what they're worth, right? You can't just give it to them because they don't learn how to negotiate and grow. But I definitely want to be on the top side of paying my employees well, if I ever do get to that point of having employees and make sure they like their job and that I'm, I'm making their lives better. I think that's the thing is I want to impact people's lives. Like that's the one thing I want to be remembered for at most is impacting people's lives in a positive way and touching as many people as positive, touching as many people as possible in a positive way and making people grow. 
uh, would be the, the thing that I'm most driven on. And for that, that's the four topics we have for today. I mean, I had a really good time doing this. This is my first ever time, so I think it's going to come off a little bit jittery and, and kind of broken because I'm still adapting to it, right? This is definitely a, a learning process and a growth. If you listen to this, please, please, please give me feedback. I love criticism. I want to grow and do better at this. And, uh, I hope this that you like it, obviously, and it inspires people to give me more topics and stuff we can talk about. A lot of you reached out to me wanting to be on here with me and interview with me. I would love to do that. I'm definitely going to get a couple episodes out first. So I'm kind of getting used to it, right? And that way, it makes it easier for me to interview you and, or I kind of a back and forth. I don't want it to be an interview, actually. It's, it's a back and forth. You have the floor just as much as I have the floor and just have a good time with it. So please reach out if you want to come on. I would love to do that. There's some great things that we could talk about. And even if it's just to catch up and have a laugh, I think that would be awesome too. So if you're listening right now, thank you so much. I appreciate the support. I can't thank you enough because you're only helping me grow. And you're kind of basically supporting my passion, right? Is this something that I want to do? Something I want to keep doing moving forward. And I hope you keep listening. I hope you keep supporting. And that concludes the first ever episode of Don't Quit Your Day Job. Everyone have a good rest of your day. For some of you, I will speak to you again on Friday for the sports episode. And if not for that one, I hope all of you will be back for next week's episode two on Tuesday. Be on the lookout on Thursday for more topics to give me. I love everybody interacting with me. Please give me as many questions as possible. I want to be able to have a good time with this and definitely talk about something that you all are giving me. That way I just feel like I'm talking to somebody at least. So again, thank you for all the questions and support. Go have a good rest of your day. And I'll see you on Friday or Tuesday.